Professor, I, I know it's against the rules to have sex in the dorms, but Professor, I, I think I got a girl pregnant. We can talk more tonight. Professor, I, excuse me, I, I know you're going to, to your room, but um, I'm failing class, and the guidance counselor said that um, I'm going to get kicked out of the high school if, um, if I don't improve my grades, and I'm just really scared. We can talk more tonight. Professor, I've, um, I know this is uh, kind of embarrassing, but um, I've got a lump uh, on my nut. We can talk more tonight. Deal with it. Professor, out. Deal with it. Deal with it. Professor, out. Deal with it. Deal with it. Professor, out, 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 And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast that talks about all things X-Men. We're visiting the first appearances of some of our favorite characters like Banshee. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's yeah. favorite X-Men. Banshee. Uh, and this week we decided to turn to one of the villains and see for the first time Mr. Sinister back in Uncanny X-Men number 221 when comic books were 75 cents, Gary. Yeah. We've gone from 12 cents to 25 cents to 75 cents. Inflation. This. I think the next one's a dollar uh, that we do. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going through all the different comic values. Um, this is a 70s issue, mm-hmm. or uh, rather an 80s issue uh, from Chris Claremont's zone uh, in the X-Men, and is consequently uh, more readable, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely more than that uncanny X-Men, and uh, you have to appreciate it, you, or you can appreciate it less ironically than the Hulk issue, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, this is pretty fun. I think if you, if you picked up Uncanny um from the giant size annual number one and you read it straight through because i've done that a couple of times and i've gotten pretty far um it's entertaining it's good like i think you have to Mm -hmm. like x-men and you have to really like just lean into getting through claremont's like really purple prose on a lot of this stuff um and i think that's what just ultimately will exhaust me on every single time where i'm just open a comic book and i'm like oh my god more of this it's every it's every time george r R. martin like starts talking about like the banners or food yeah oh yeah either either one or the banners made of food or the food made of banners or whatever like, it's just it's just, <laughs> yeah, you just bites. You, yeah your, your eyes just start glazing over cart. sometimes yeah. uh yeah it, there, this is a team that i have a lot of nostalgia for mm-hmm. uh this is the the australia team you know they're not in australia but it's that same basic makeup yeah uh there so that also does a lot of work towards me liking this like a, a main character and this is dazzler which i love yes um, um also, we get some Marauder action, which is always entertaining. Um, yeah. And I like this Madeline Pryor area, era. era. Um, somebody on Twitter, and apologies that I can't remember your Twitter handle right now, um, but when we were talking about the Cyclops was right stuff, somebody tweeted at me and was like, I'm, I'm with you, but I just can't get over what, he, what a horrible husband he was to Madeline Pryor. And I was like, well, I don't remember him being, oh no, he's a real shitbag from Madeline Pryor. Oh yeah, he's, he's awful. <laughs> yeah, he's a yeah. fucking awful human being. And I, it's a bummer. <clears throat> yeah, no, no, yeah, I don't, I don't uh, give Cyclops carte blanche to do anything. Mm-hmm. I just think he was right in the Phoenix Force. Like, it doesn't mean like every decision he's made has been right. Yeah. You know. Um, the, uh, the cover of this, we have uh, Havoc blowing up and zapping Wolverine. Yep. Uh, him. Uh, this does happen, but it's not the the most important thing that happens in the comic. Like Wolverine's uh, red claws. 
Yeah, they're, they're getting uh, reflected. And it's also brown. I love brown costume Wolverine. It's yeah. my hero Wolverine costume. Brown costume Wolverine is very cool. Uh, and then we open on Mr. Sinister himself. Uh, white face, yep. diamond tattoo, red eyes, sharp teeth. What was going on when they designed this dude? Like, what did they intend for him to be? Would, like, I, you know, you know that story of that, right? I do not know. Uh, oh, so Mr. Sinister was intended to be um, like a cre- like a Shadow King kind of creation of Scott Summers' imagination. Okay, and it was supposed to be what he, like a little kid would think a supervillain would be. Gotcha. Is the idea. Okay. Well, that makes so they sense. never they never went with that, but that's why you know there's all these stories about Mr. Sinister like stalking scott summers at the graveyard and his obsession with the uh, summer's dna that was supposed to be he was like literally kind of a tulpa for for uh for scott um and they just never did it that way but that's why he's called mr sinister and why he's dressed like um you know like this incredibly campy uh you know high-colored supervillain. gotcha okay well that that makes a lot more sense because like the the weird sharp teeth is just very Again, it works in context. I remember when I was a kid reading this, I was like, oh, yeah, he's a bad guy. He's got sharp teeth. It makes total sense. No, 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 yeah, NBD. Yeah, yeah I get this. Um, but just like read it now, I'm like, what the fuck was going on? <laughs> what was happening? Uh, well, you mentioned this was a Chris Claremont uh, thing. The artists on this are Mark Silvestri and Dan Green. Really early Mark Silvestri stuff. Um, yeah. That guy turned out to be a shithead, uh, oh. I believe, uh, in like Comics Gate stuff. But this is back when, before all that. Boy, I got a reminder that I was still following uh, Warren Ellis on Twitter the other day when he tweeted for the first time and what it felt like years. It's like, oh shit, yeah. I don't want to be on your mailing list. That Take guy. me the fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sinister shows up and he's uh, very upset the Marauders for failing him. Yep. Um, and he names the Marauders, which allows us to get a scalp hunter who had the worst costume before danger. Yeah, uh, dude. Out. What it, like this half shirt thing that he's wearing? I mean, Scrambler is just there in his civvies. Like, <laughs> as far as like, I love, I love a, a superhero who just wears clothes. I do too. I like, just, I but I mean, great. like, it, it yeah. just didn't show up. Like, was he was he busy? Like, he's like, no, man, I got to go right back to work. Like, I work at the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <what> <laughs> yeah, shift. yeah, this this is not my main deal. Like, you don't pay enough for this to be my main <laughs> deal. Like, I don't get a four hundred one k here, Mister Sinister. I'm sorry. <laughs> is it, isn't it weird that fully three out of the seven Marauders have uh, a single sleeve? Like have like a single shoulder. That is a weird thing. I guess we were real big into showing shoulders back then, huh? That's really strange. Do the single shoulder thing. Sabretooth. I like. I love the '90s sabretooth design so much. Just like I'm. I'm just an orange guy with hair coming out of every possible place that it could be coming out of. (laughs) So pissed. Uh, you know, they they failed him. Uh, He's just like you know doing the villain speech. Mm -hmm. Like you failed me. You couldn't eliminate Malin Pryor. You know how are how are you going to fight the Avengers and the Fantastic Four if you can't even do this? Yeah. Uh, Sabretooth doesn't like this. He's like, nobody talks to me like that. Nobody threatens me. And he tries to attack Mr. Sinister, and Mr. Sinister just dumpsters him, like just grabs his neck and chokes him out. With one hand, holds him to the side, yep. holds him up in the air, and then proceeds to continue with his speech, like as if it yep. was not, not, not even a, a problem to do this, uh, which is a great way to show, like, Minister, Mr. Sinister is just in his own fucking class, right? Like, he is just, yep. yeah, out the box good. Yep. Uh, they're like, well, shit, we shouldn't fuck up Mr. Sinister anymore. Yeah. Uh, we cut over to a danger room sequence. This was a big Claremont thing. Always had a scene in the danger room. Uh, Dazzler and Rogue uh, fighting from Dazzler's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, she's uh, thinking about it. She's talking through her battle tactics as she uses her power uh, to counter Rogue, who is acting really uh, nasty. Uh, we're introduced to, uh, what is the name of her ultimate 
zap. Dude, I don't. I photon don't, blast. The photon blast. Yeah. Yeah. Eat photons, yeah. which vorp. Yeah. Vorp. <laughs> vorp. <laughs> Can we talk about Dazzler yeah. sleeves for a moment? Because she yeah, cut Dazzler. she she cut off one of her sleeves and just put it. Like she cut off the bottom side and just put it on the other arm, God, like it was a glove. Fuck this one shoulder exposed shit, man! What was going on? So sexy. I love one shoulder being exposed. Everybody loves one shoulder Ooh. in her bodysuit, like that. That's just a freestanding sleeve. We um, like we, we came home uh, from the bar one night and caught uh, and not meaning to, but just walked in on one of my roommates masturbating. Um, sure. And then you know scramble, and then we all look over and he's watching Lost Highway by David Lynch. <laughs> 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 and kind of look huh. back at the room that he scrambled into and was like what in the fuck and then later like i had this conversation i was like what is dude like i'm sure you have porn like we've all got computer what are you doing like why he's like i don't know man there was something about like this one scene with her shoulder and i just i just had to get one out and i'm like okay man go go for it <laughs> <laughs> wowie zowie uh, that's incredible <clears throat> you were masturbating the lost highway <laughs> that's pretty fucked up because that's like a race because you, you you do it until like robert blake shows up and you know shit <laughs> yeah until this until somebody starts playing a saxophone in a real creepy way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like help that that, that that nut's gonna go back into my body i'm gonna resorb that one and then you're the uh, david lynch um yeah yeah exactly you become a racer in your balls um dazzler so they, takes down this is a, uh, go ahead. Yeah, she she takes them down. Her powers look work differently in this than I ever understood. She like she shoots eye beams sometimes. So I don't. Uh, she turns sound into light as her thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so usually I always assume she had to yell and then could like fire lasers basically. Yeah. Um. She also uses the the verb laze a lot laze. to mean hitting something with a laser. I like that. I like the word laze yeah. a whole lot. It sounds good. Laze through the rigging. Um, she knocks out Rogue, uh, and but Rogue comes back, and she, of course she has to drop through all of this, all these lights on top of her, and that's when the uh, danger room session ends, and it's revealed that uh, that wasn't the real Rogue; it was a fake Rogue, and the real Rogue is kind of pissed off that she's like training to fight her, and I'm like, this is just this is exactly where X Men Evolution's got that whole like plot line from, isn't it? Like we just I just I watched this. <laughs> this was the whole thing. Yeah, yeah basically. This is, uh, I had for, I mean, I had forgotten that there was any rivalry here and it gets wrapped up this issue, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so this could be the end of a long running thing, but we knew rogue is a new X-Men and she used to be a villain. Yeah. You know, uh, she's like, I apologize. And they're like, you tried to kill me. Dazzler's like, you tried to kill me a bunch of times. That doesn't just go away. Uh, you know, and they're going to get into a fight again, but then, uh, Psylocke summons them because yes. they've been summoned by Wolverine, who is the team leader at this point. Yep. Um, we get this, uh, kind of break to do some what what feels like just not appropriate indian shit american indian stuff uh but this dude is creeping on storm he's gonna he's gonna try to take over storm and he's vaguely american indian themed um it's a it's nas uh n-a-z-e uh and this is going into a really famous story called life death yep about uh storm and forge which everyone really loves uh but i think is an example of pretty unreadable Chris Claremont stuff. It's a lot of them talking about love. Yes. Uh, and whenever Storm and Forge start talking about love, it reminds me of um, your, Troy on the your next own generation talking about oh, her Mzadi. 
I'm sorry, what did, what did you say? What was that? <laughs> what, what did you say? <laughs> I said your own failings. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like I'll never have a love as pure as Storm Forges. <laughs> oh, man, that's never going to happen to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I interrupted you to make a bad yeah. joke. Please, please continue. No, 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 it's, it's all right. I, I mean, mine I wasn't even a joke. It just, it reminds me of like when Troy talks about Riker being her Imzadi. Like they talk about their soul bond and stuff. And it, it makes me very bored. Yes. Uh, I do not like it. Mm-hmm. I get, um, as somebody who's basically uh, found his quote-unquote soulmate, I get very bored hearing other people talk about it. It's just basically dreams. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I just just be yeah. it. Have it, be it. Don't, just don't tell nobody about it. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> shut the fuck up about love. Yeah, what the fuck are you doing, man? What the, what the hell is your problem with love? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, yeah he's being a creep. They're going to go try to find Forge. Forge turned off her powers, and now she wants them back. Nas is going to enter... Uh, guide her to forge it's just a subplot that's been running yeah i will say this is probably my favorite storm look i think we've talked about 80s storm in oh. the past and with the, the the mohawk the leather jacket the punk rock storm stuff yep. is always super fucking cool so. the look is incredible yeah very, like, very good super cool like i i like this era of for of storm and forge i just like their love story never really did too much for me yeah maker goddess like it just it's real cheesy we jump over to um, San Francisco, uh, to the Emperor Norton Bridge, but, you know, better known to tourists and foreigners as the Oakland Bay Bridge. And I'm like, oh, shove it up your ass, Clear Colormont. I don't care what your bridge is called. I'm a tourist. I'm going to do touristy shit. I came to see the big bridge, okay? Like, leave me the fuck you, alone about it. Yeah, you want to call things that people, like, you want to call it what people call it. Yeah. Because they'll know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's you know, not a nightclub. You take me across the Emperor Norton Bridge? What the fuck are you talking about, tourist? <laughs> like... <laughs> so stupid um the x-men are staked out uh in front of a hospital um because madeline Pryor is there uh and they she's she woke up confused uh they don't really know what's going on um and this gives the opportunity for alex and wolverine to get in a fight because apparently uh cyclops um like dumped her at the hospital and then took the baby and left. And, and Alex does not believe this whatsoever. Uh, I really enjoy Wolverine pulling down his, the hood of his costume to put on a cowboy hat. That really amuses me for some reason. Cowboy hat Wolverine is great. I love cowboy hat Uh, Wolverine, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm way into, uh, I also really like British, uh, gentle psychic Psylocke as well. I think we're on different pages of that, but I always liked, uh, old Psylocke. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, I'm like I don't, I don't, I don't dislike it or anything. I just young Jeremy really liked that new Psylocke design. I was like, whoa, that's yeah, doing whoa, things. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, I got to get me a room, a DVD of Lost Highway, and some privacy. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> Antonio Badalamenti, what, you got a soundtrack for what I'm about to do here? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, yes, da. <laughs> I am Antonio Badalamenti. Uh, uh, Psylocke realizes there are already a couple of marauders in the uh, the hospital, making the X-Men the shittiest at stakeouts they've ever been. Yep. Uh, and they go in one at a time like idiots, because it's comics. Uh, Rogue pops in, knocks out Sabretooth, and then kicks in the door uh, <laughs> to find Scalp Hunter about to uh, shoot Madeline Pryor. With the way, um, like, it looks like... like it- <laughs> They they very specifically say that he already killed the nurse, uh, but it really looks like she is just cracking the nurse's skull on the wall, right? Like it looks like Rogue yep. did this, just with that really uplifted good. leg. Um, yeah. Scalp hunter, scalp scalp hunter's design really shines in the, these couple of panels, yeah. just because you can see just it, a whole nip in, up the, up in there, dude. If if people's never seen if people have never seen him, he looks like he's just covered with random machinery except for one shoulder and one pack and yeah. one arm. 
Like it's a really ugly, busy costume. He also has like big disco boots as well over his like mechanical legs. Dope. Uh, it's 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 one of the worst costumes. It's like, like it's, it's like, not as bad as danger. It's like something but. like an Amazon woman would wear with like the one breast bared or whatever. And but except it's just yeah. shitty machines and it's on a dude with like long hair. <laughs> if you coated him with super glue and he rolled around on the floor with a bunch of transformers on it, sure, is what Scalp Hunter looks like. Uh, exceedingly ugly. Very much so. Um, he's going to execute Madeline Pryor, who fights back, hits him in the face with a pan. Uh, and is kind of beating him up until eventually he gets sniped in the back by Dazzler, uh, Dazzler and Psylocke, who uh, teamed up to figure out where to shoot. Unfortunately, uh, Longshot notices uh, from behind them, Vertigo yep. has shown up and is zapping them with Vertigo powers. And uh, Longshot being Longshot grabs both of the women, uh, jumps off the building, throws over uh, a, a hook on a rope, and then swings them into a garbage can full of, full of sand. For, yep. for a nice light long landing. Shot. Yep, luck powers. Yeah. They bounce off a little uh, marquee uh, and then go land in some sand. Man, you've seen that. I see, you see that all the time in comic books where they bounce off those little marquees. And every time I see a marquee, I'm like, ah, I, don't, I don't know that I can bounce off that. I don't know if that can really hold me. I don't know. What's, the, <laughs> what's the weight limit on that bad boy? I'm a big guy. <laughs> what's, can, I, can, I, can I do a little trampy tramp on it? I don't know. I don't think I can. Yeah. The... Uh, yeah, I think you would just die. You just fall through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for some reason, I think Longshot's bones are hollow. Okay. So he doesn't weigh as much. Like a bird? I, I can't remember why that is, but I think he has hollow bones. Um, anywho, uh, Harpoon, who also has one shoulder bear, uh, who is, uh, they, they use the word Eskimo here. He's, he's uh, an indigenous person of, of Canada, the North. Uh, he throws harpoons, which he then turns into worse harpoons. Yeah. Like, he throws a harpoon, he hits Psylocke in the spine. His mutant power is to take this metal harpoon and turn it into energy, mm-hmm. which hurts her a lot, but does not sever her spine, which is what a harpoon would do. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. This just makes her hurt her whole lot, and then she can get up and walk away versus a harpoon, which would kill her. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's how you get Xavier. So you smash him through the spine with a metal rod. Like, it, it just feels like a, a really weird superpower. Yeah. Like, I can make harpoons less deadly. Um, because they're all mentally linked via Psylocke's telepathy, uh, th- her pain spreads to all of the other X-Men, including um, Havoc and Wolverine, who are trying to get into the, the hospital. Uh, while he's incapacitated, Havoc gets caught up by Scrambler, um, the guy that is going to Office Depot as soon as this mission is over, so he can resume his shift <laughs> management got position. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. I can't believe my boss scheduled me for this, Mr. Sinister. I'm so sorry. I just, I, you know, yeah. we'll do the mission and then I'll go Sinister is your boss now. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Sinister, I just got promoted to third key. I'm going to have to do less hours than the Marauders. Is that okay? Good. <laughs> um, the, uh, he, his powers are, he makes, uh, if he touches somebody, their powers go nuts. He touches havoc and f- makes havoc fucking murk a hospital, basically a whole hospital. Like, uh, like, like in the, in the next couple of pages, they're like, well, they're, "We're evacuating the patients," and I'm like, "This seems real the, serious." Pretty intense just to make havoc blow up, you know, uh, and kill everybody, uh, basically. Um, I like this dude's power you know, though, he, because I'm very curious. Like, what would happen if he scrambled Wolverine's power? Would he just get like yeah, super old, or would he get super young, or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what yeah. would happen? Um, yeah, I've always. Uh, I read about the Marauders before I actually read any comics with them through the uh, Who's Who of the Marvel Universe, or whatever, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. And I always remember thinking Scrambler was cool. 
Uh, and then I read uh, Fall of the Mutants, and you know, the Marauders are in that, and he's always just in these team fights. Like, we don't know very much about him. We don't get to see him do very much. He does, like, one little pair off and then gets knocked out just like he does here. Yeah. It's a... Uh... It's, it's, I do like that he's just in normal clothes, though. It just really cracks me up. He's like, yep, that'll do the trick. See you later. Uh, he specifically, uh, Havoc uh, did not fall all the way through the floor. He landed on the edge of a hole, and Scrambler says, well, when you wake up, you're probably going to roll over, so you'll probably just die then. I don't have to finish you off, uh, which is very funny. Like, I don't want to lift a finger. And then that gives Madeline Pryor a chance to knock him out. We need to talk about the head. We need to talk about how badass Madeline Pryor is, by the way. Like she, she kind of, she, she smacked two supervillains in the face. <laughs> she <laughs> like, holds her own during this. Yeah, and she's not like a powered individual, or at least at this point, mm-hmm. I can't really remember what. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. She, she doesn't do anything. She becomes the Goblin Queen eventually. That's what but it this was. is just yeah, her yeah. being a person. Um, so uh, Wolverine says, "Don't worry about me. Get Madeline Pryor out because Arclight, who also has an exposed shoulder." starts creating an earth earthquake and uh rogue uh just grabs her and starts flying away yeah uh here to rescue her uh but unfortunately they're grabbed by a skyscraper uh a bunch of metal beams all reach up and grab them these are controlled by polaris a former x-men yes uh, and current marauder uh this i think is because she has a necklace on that is uh that's malice control her if i remember oh that's why she's a villain now okay but I think she has like a choker. Uh, I like it when the uh, sky cra- skyscraper comes to life to grab them and Rogue goes, oh, crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like she, like she dropped a biscuit. That's <laughs> what, that's what yeah. you say. All crumbs oh, about crumbs. like, oh man, I <laughs> like, can't believe this happened to me. Not again. Um, well, I, yeah, this, I, I like this exchange between uh, Rogue and Polaris where she's like, I lead the Marauders. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm yeah. not a member. I'm also the president. Yeah. yeah. Stupid idiot. Uh, this is obviously a big betrayal. Uh, we cut over to our less powered X-Men, the Dazzler, Longshot, Psylocke, Trifecta, who just been hanging out. Uh, and they're going to try to save, uh, you know, this, the skyscraper made of metal that Polaris is controlling is going to dump rogue and Madeline Pryor in the ocean. Uh, and, Dazzler has Longshot hit it with a or hit it with his grapple uh, cord, and then she hangs on it to it to get dragged into the water with it. Mm-hmm. It's a little confusing, like why she's doing this at first. I thought, yeah, I didn't really understand um, what the goal was until like, oh, they're trapped underwater. Like she's just trying to get to them faster. That makes sense. Yes, um, yeah. And then of course the all of the the bad blood that was that, in, that we were introduced to at the beginning of the comic is paid off here, where Dazzler has to risk her own life to save not only Madeline but also of course Rogue. Um, and yeah. she tries to free her. She can't do it all the way. She runs out of breath. Um, she's almost about to pass out, but fortunately she was able to weaken the metal just long enough for Hulk to throw Rogue into a tree and break all of her. Oh wait, sorry. I'm getting my comic books confused. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, for Rogue to break out and then save Dazzler. So now everything's okay again. Yeah. You th- you think that she's going to abandon Rogue and she doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, we're a team. Uh, and just as they, uh, so she's going to drown and then Rogue saves her. They both show up and they have uh, their moment. And then we, uh, Polaris shows up Yep. and that's our cliffhanger. And the next, next, next issue, heartbreak, Gary. Yep. Uh, the cover of the next issue is really iconic, uh, with uh, Wolverine about to stab Sabretooth in the heart. Yeah. Um, the idea here, I, I think, like, so as far as like an intro 
you know, to like, we didn't really talk about this, but like the intro to the Banshee is ridiculous. Doesn't have anything to do with the Banshee. Intro to Wolverine, I think, is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows his like fighting style, and also he's like kind of quippy and rough and tumble in in the vocal, you know, yep. in his lines the same mm-hmm. way. And then I think this is a good. The reason why this is a good Mister Sinister introduction is that if we had just been reading these comics, we knew about the Marauders before this. Yeah, like these were these guys were a big deal, and then we finally get to see who's like the mastermind behind them. The Marauders you know? boss. Yeah, 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 and and their leader silly silly rogue silly rogue. uh you know the the team leader and uh sinister um, um we don't get tons of sinister in this but we're gonna get you know more in this storyline like obviously polaris really uh, i mean drops the ball on being the the, the, the shift lead of this team because like she could have just <laughs> collapsed the hospital on madeline like that was that would have been the easy yeah. thing to do like before the x-men got or there arc light could have done that or arc light could have done that yeah several of these people yeah. could have just killed madeline Pryor very easily yeah, I mean, keep it like anybody could kill Madeline Pryor at this point. Basically, they just need to not delay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've just been sending uh, Madeline Pryor Trump truther videos, so now she doesn't wear a mask. So now she's just going to catch COVID yeah. probably and not get vaccinated. <laughs> so she's going <laughs> to. Mr. Sinister uh, loves this idea. By the way, he's really into it. <laughs> I've been sending Madeline Pryor some bad YouTubes. Okay, yeah, uh, definitely. The, uh, yeah, gonna get her real into the alt right. Mm-hmm. That's how he's mm-hmm. gonna go down. Uh, right. If if you want to tell us how you would kill Madeline Pryor, <laughs> write in to patreoncom TV and tell us. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for Cole to see those comments. <clears throat> yeah. Uh. I uh, uh, thanks everybody for listening. We're gonna be na- back next time with the first appearance of Cable, uh, doing New Mutants eighty seven. Yeah. Uh, if you like the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv and uh, and join us. We would uh, we'd really appreciate it. Leave us ratings, reviews, talk to us on uh, the uh, Slack, all that stuff. Do all that stuff. Tell your friends about the podcast. If you have X Men friends, um, tell them about your other X Men friends. By which I mean us. And then get all of your X-Men friends in a room together. Have a listening party of Days of Future cast. Tell yeah. us how that goes. We're, we're probably yeah. better than uh, an episode of The Simpsons. About the same length. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we mentioned the beginning of this thing episodes. Early release is going away, so there might be some changes to the format. Uh, we'll see. If you have strong feelings about having these bundled as four episodes at a time, uh, and we just do that as one big episode every two weeks, let us know if you want us to cover two comics a week and do our weekly thing. We could do that. If you want it to be individual episodes, you just let us know. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be one or the other. We will take your feedback and we will do away with it and do whatever we want to anyway. Cause that's the way that feedback works. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Well, we genuinely want, I actually want to know your opinion so we can make the best decision on this stuff. So please write in. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you uh, in a couple of days with more days of future cast.